on social. Absolutely, and I am Spike Lou. I never remember when to say that, so you heard it twice now on those same social sites. This is the On Deck TV show. AB, what up? Man, that's shit, man. Thanksgiving holiday coming up. I'm excited it's that about time that. of year. It's Hell that time yeah. of year. Fuck People some food down they work, man. It's that time of year, man. Like we just having an offline conversation about just the change in work ethic that we've seen. It's, a, <laughs> it's just crazy how it's played out, man. Your holiday experience going well. You headed back to the view. Yeah, I've been in the city, man, this week. Uh, but yeah, customer service is at an all-time low. Yeah, maybe we can have across a the board. <laughs> maybe we can have a further conversation about that, man. But here we here to talk about hip hop, man. You knew, excuse me, easy for me to say. You know how we do it every year around this time at the On Deck TV show, man. Our annual Thanksgiving invites are going out. Guess who's coming to dinner? 2022 version. I'm not sure how many times we've done this. Four or five, maybe. Easy. Something like that. But yeah, we're going to make this an annual thing. And on top of that, speaking of annual, Grammy nominations were announced. Jermaine Dupree says there's a problem in black music, and we're going to dive into it in future. Claims it is harder for him to come up with me- raps than melodies, but you would think it would be the other way. However, we'll start with the Grammy nominations. A, B, they came out, what was that, over the weekend? Saturday, Sunday? Give or take. Any big surprises? What did you take away from the 2023 Grammy nods? Man, the, the one that everybody likes to go to is the best rap album nomination. Mm-hmm. We want to see if they got that right. And they got half of it right. They got, got half of it right. You got Pusha T, It's Almost Dry, nominated. Kendrick. You got Future, I Never Liked You. Okay. DJ Khaled, God Did. Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Um, nuts. This is shaping up to be Macklemore winning over Kendrick all over again. He Macklemore had the bigger record at the time with the thrift store joint. Jack right. Harlow has a bigger record with First Class. He's got a number one song, um, and which is which explains why he's on here to begin with. I just wish that the Grammys would show some um, some continuity because they have last year. I think they did a good job. They had Freddie Gibbs nominated. They had a couple of people nominated that you wouldn't necessarily expect that aren't household names per se but put out good projects and they got half of that here because Pusha T is on here he didn't really do no numbers like it his single his highest charting song hit number 76 so he didn't have no number one song like Future Will Wait For You or like Jack Harlow with the first class so you had to find a way to shit on him didn't you I mean, it's, but, but it, 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 song was seventy six. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it it looks like somebody has their ear to the street because in most circles, that's considered a top tier album this year. Thanks. So it's like, oh, okay, I see you Grammys, you paying attention, and then you hit me with the DJ Khaled and the Jack Harlow, because neither one of those are in contention for top. Essentially, this is a top five album c- contest because there's five nominations. Neither one of those two are in anybody's top five. They're not in Khaled's top five. Jack Harlow knows his, his albums out here better than that. So I did, that blows it. <laughs> it's like, can y'all just get it right one time? I'm hoping they don't fuck up the winner, which they probably will. But I wanted them to build off of last year, which I thought they did a much better job. But these, uh, it's a, this ain't it. I will agree with you that it did seem that the 2022 nominees were definitely more in, they were in tune. Like somebody was there, the culture was tapped in. I'm not sure. Like, like when Killer Mike nominated to like when didn't have when people nominated to the Grammy board or something. 
I remember that headline being vague, but I do remember it happening. Um, I wouldn't do DJ Khaled that way. I would put him in the conversation for album of the year just because we always are here talking about the moments. And I do think that he does create a moment. He's an exemplatory person. Like, I wouldn't be mad if he walked away with a Grammy if he put together a good enough album to, to get it. Let's right, not right, right. get it fucked up, not just because it's Cali or because he has a lot of star-studded stuff on there. He would have to put together an album worthy of it. So I'm not mad at him there. The Jack Harlow thing, that's where I feel you on, though. That's where I could lean towards because, again, the first class, I understand Song of the Summer, it it's did what song. it did. It was, however... Mm. And this may just be the on deck TV bias too, because I'll talk to Jay Hove and he'll tell me that this is one of the better albums of the year. But he likes Jack Harlow. How right. much of that do you have out there versus last year when they were really? I feel like they tried to cater more towards what you were saying with the Freddie Gibbs and the title of the creator. But this year you got like, okay, we did it last year, we catered. Now we're bringing our people back in, Jack Harlow, and he had the top song, so there's going to be credentials there to win it, and we're going to give it to him. It sounds like that's what you say or think that they're going to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because it, now it's going back to a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's not what it should be about. You know what I mean? Like, Jack they, would be the least popular, right? No, he may he have the, the biggest chart. song. He's the, he got the biggest song in the category, but he's easily the least popular rapper, right? Out of the category. Would you he might agree? be more popular than Jack? I mean, than DJ Khaled, though. Let's be honest. A lot of people don't like Jack DJ Harlow. Khaled. Hell, people don't nah, like Khaled, bro. bro. Khaled get on people's nerves. No, it's just just from a popularity standpoint, people like DJ Khaled walk in a room. Everyone knows him. Like Khaled, Khaled eighty percent I mean, of people gonna know Jack Harlow. Like he Harlow, can still be at the game. Like he just had that thing this year when motherfucker was like, "Do you know who Jack Harlow is?" Them two lame white men. They but he was on TV, Khaled. though. Like, all that matters is they they told him, we're putting the camera on this motherfucker, and if y'all don't know who it is, and that's y'all that don't know. Y'all that's, out the loop. <laughs> that's true, but I'm just saying there are those people out there, right? Like, it ain't none of them people exist for DJ Khaled. Well, Khaled, Khaled's been out longer, but yes, to answer the okay. question, yes. All right. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's I, I think that Jack Harlow is like the back to the norm. Last year was a good year. I feel like that is the outlier versus us expecting it all the time. It's more mm-hmm. the same with me, I, I feel like, to answer the question of what we talked about. It's just more the same. Last year was just an outlier. Like, I, I like best rap song is, is pretty tough, though. It's that Churchill it. Downs, Jack Harlow, Drake. I can respect that. Um, The Heart, Part 5, Kendrick Lamar, Wait For You, Future, God Did, DJ Khaled, and Pushing P, Gunner, Future. Now that is a category. That's it a is. tough category right there. I'm not going to lie. First, go back. Pick the album. Which album do you have for album of the year? Uh, out of these, I would... Ooh, it's a coin flip between Pusha T and Kendrick. Out of mm. these five. I, if I had a gun in my head, I'd say Pusha T. I, too, would go with Pusha T. I think I'm biased because I went to the concert. And I remember I didn't go to the Kendrick concert. You went... Did you? Mm-mm. You were thinking about going. Okay, I didn't I go was. to it. If I had gone to the Kendrick concert... Uh, Concert, I may go there. So back to the rap song. Which one of those you take? Because that uh, is, Jesus I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. God did only because the future and Drake wait for you is also in the best melodic rap performance, and I think it'll win for that. I don't okay, think so it should cheating. win for this though. I'm gonna go. God I did. I I gotta go push and pee, man. That's the. I ain't that. mad at that. That even though I ain't just the biggest Gun and Thug fans, I think. 
that would be they would be getting it totally right if they did that though with the moment and them being locked up like so yeah this ain't gonna win never mind because yeah. they <laughs> they ain't gonna do that they, they ain't gonna do that because this they would be too that. perfect this one will probably be the hard part five if i had to guess i ain't mad at that from an artistic standpoint that shit was crazy nigga. facts i would go back to that frequently and listen to that i would agree with that and then you giving the best melodic rap performance to Wait gotta be you. future drake and tim's gotta be facts that like shit, that's on the radio right now as we speak, nigga. It's getting Facts. played everywhere Facts. this second, nigga. And then the best rap performance, which I'm not sure. We never yeah, know that. We never know the difference. I think every year we ask what the difference between those are, and we never really know. Or either we read it and forget. However, Glorilla's in this one. You Do you think that she has a shot? Yeah, for sure. And But I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked that she was on this list, though. I couldn't believe she got nominated for a Grammy. Why? Why you said that? Meaning, the most song of the year. it's a huge song. I just didn't know that the Grammys would recognize that. I wasn't expecting that. And that's not a shot at her. It's really more of me underestimating the Grammy committee. Okay. But you're not mad at it? Nah, hell no. It's a big okay. ass song. Facts. I think she should be there. I ain't mad at it at all. I am too win. surprised. Yeah, I hope she win. I hope she shake it up, though, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Put Memphis on the map. I ain't gonna lie to you. I wanna see all of that. Uh, and that'll be good for your goddess. So I, ain't, I ain't mad at that at all. Hey, that's low-key. That might be free agent pickup signing of the year, bro. Gorilla. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily free agent, but but new new no. signee of the year, because she's been cooking ever since, nigga. And, and I remember when it happened. And my girl said, why did he just sign her off one song? I was like, it's the, I was like, first, you got to get in early because the price going to go up if you wait until she got two or three records. Two, you're basing it off the potential just the same way you would draft a nigga first. You're basing off the potential of what they fit to do. And it's clear she already got another hit with Cardi with the Tomorrow Joint. People love her movement and her and all her ratchet ass friends and all of that shit. They, they, they fuck with the movement. She got the distinct voice. She got the look. She got the personality, people vibing with her. Like it's that was a no-brainer to, to me. And last but not least, she from Memphis. Facts. Like she from the, crib. the hometown girl. Like, yeah. like that's <laughs> like, yeah. Even if she don't, even if I don't think like she from the crib, I gotta come through and get it. Cause it would have been it wouldn't have been a bad look on your guy, but it's a bigger and better look, like you were saying, that she is from Memphis and he got it and he Memphis. Like if QC had a sign to okay, him signing to like gonna be at the Grammys with and shit, that's going that's fire. It, there's that it add an extra layer exactly 100 man next up man you alluded to it earlier jd jermaine dupri took to um twitter or instagram put a video out he said hey man the amas canceled chris brown's performance which means they canceled michael jackson's 40th thriller anniversary tribute black music is in trouble and it's not mm -hmm. just this my question is that reach or there's a little bit of truth to that um, I think this is a reach. I think this is JD being a little dramatic, which we know he does when he was doing the little promo for verses and trying to get picked up. So he can go a little overboard sometimes. And to the full extent of the quote, he was saying, my 17, I think your old daughter, 12. Like, what does she have to listen to other than Taylor Swift? 12 there is something to that. I do understand kind of what he means. It's not a lot of soft black music. Like it ain't really like Michael Jackson's and 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 things of that nature. You don't really even have Bow Wow's or Little Romeo's or things. None of that. Crisscross. There's not a lot of that. However, there are acts that 
I feel like from a mainstream level kind of geared themselves to a younger crowd, like a Drake. Like a Drake is a perfect example for JD. If you say, oh, my daughter don't have anything to listen to, Drake has a hundred records your daughter can listen to, bro. Features, dance, she got a whole dance record. And I think Drake is really the face of black music. So I don't see it being a problem because there's never really, other than the artists that I named, there's never really been like kid-centric artists. So you telling me that your 17, 18-year-old daughter doesn't have anything to listen to, I'm calling bullshit. I think that there's a lot of black music that she can listen to and she listen to the radio at that age. Like there's a lot of stuff on the radio. Now, I don't know. I'm not familiar with a lot of these artists because I don't listen to the radio. I'm not that age. But I don't think that there's a drought in the talent pool for it. Yeah. So <clears throat> what what he said was he said he said, quote, I remember I said it. And I'm not just talking about this situation alone. I'm talking about the fact that we keep killing our rappers. My 12-year-old daughter does not have one black artist her and her friends can listen to, and Taylor Swift just sold more records than everybody. Taylor Swift has been selling more records than everybody for several years now, so I'm going to throw that point. part out. Yeah. The part about the twelve, his 12-year-old daughter has no black artist to listen to, he is 1,000% correct. And I've been saying this on the show for years. The door is wide open. There's usually one or two acts. There's usually Romeo, a Bow Wow, Criss Cross, something of that nature where there, or even if you take it to like an R&B tip, there's a younger group that comes out so that, that can speak to that crowd. That lane is non-existent. There's literally not one car in that lane right now. And he's 100% right. I don't know when the last time you listened to the radio, but it damn sure not kid-friendly. Still, <laughs> it, even even on terrestrial radio, it's not. Nothing, it's not even edited properly. <laughs> Nothing is kid-friendly no more. That's my point. Like, but I'm saying at one is... point there was options. You, and and I, I think that's what he's saying. And I agree. You, we need just, options. We need balance. But I, I think that's just us being old, though. Like, there, of course, oh. there's nothing that fits the criteria. And I'm speaking of JD, too, not just me and you. Like, there, a kid nowadays and a kid back when we're talking about kid-friendly stuff, it's, it's different. Like, they're just exposed to more stuff. They see more things. They're on the Internet more. So that level of friendliness, that level of, like, just not adulthood yet, that ain't there. Who was, who was the 2022 Bow Wow, wow bro? Huh? Who was the 2022 Bow Wow? It ain't going to be no. That's what I'm saying. That, that You're saying that can't exist, exist no more? No, that can't exist no more because kids are exposed to no, so much stuff. Like, you're not going to have that level of artist that just clean cut. Like, it, just, it won't sell because I feel like that everything is so. And now, not like there's a toughness and a rough edge about everything now. And I think it's more so to the statement that Tank was saying about R&B music and them really not pushing black love. What I'm trying to say is they don't push that type of energy that a Bow Wow or a Little Romeo would have. So it's in that same vein of what Tank was saying of why we don't have R&B music anymore. I would agree with that. That genre is dead. Like you can't, I don't see like a, even you, you're talking about Bow Wow, but Ludacris was a kid friendly artist. That, that that's dead, yeah, really, bro. No. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Nah, Come on, I, I bro. disagree that, that, with that. The, the video was kid. It was a cartoon animated video. But but what I mean is, they would play that at football games. It's that's kid friendly. You've been like very minute in your your thought process as far as accepting what's for kids and what's not. Because I think that Ludacris or someone like that, 
that was able to be promoted back in that time. And now it's not like everything has got a little bit more toughness or hardcoreness to it because people are so exposed to so much shit. Dude, trust me, if a 12, if a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old pretty boy ass high school nigga came out, bro, the girls would fucking fall out, bro. And they, I, and he was just talking to the gals, bro, nigga, that shit would hit. That's, so, that's going to hit 2022, 2032 and 2042, bro. Like it's never going to not hit high school girls, bro. Come on. Until now. the little ratchet nigga on Instagram to go to school with him, beat him up on live because he took his girlfriend, dude. Like that's that's the time we live in. <laughs> Tell me you ain't gonna see that. It's such and such bitch ass. This nigga getting beat up on live. And then we posted in the group chat, like, damn man, kids are they fucked up. Nigga beat little uh, Sammy Jr. up, man. For no reason, man. That's exactly how we would be. Ain't no way, bro. That's gonna that's gonna win every day of the week, dude. One minute until until he get beat up. Until he get older. (laughs) Until he get beat up on live in six weeks. All right, man. Speaking of uh, just artists beating people up, that was weird transition to future. But hey, we tried it. Future says I was reading this in his interview with either Vogue or the recent interview that he done the feature for. I think it was Vogue. But he says for him. It's a lot easier to come up with rap 16s than it is to come up with the melodies. Is that hard for you to believe? Excuse me, it's harder for him to come up with raps than it is to come up with melodies, which is usually the other way around. Is that easy for you to believe? He was talking to Billboard. uh, No, that's not that's not that hard for me to believe. He's saying that the melodic part is easy for him. Um, And I can see that, which explains why he switched his whole style over to that. Remember when we first got introduced to Future, he was saying a little more than he is now. Just a little bit. Nothing. We're not saying he was lyrical, spiritual, miracle. But he was he was more clear in what it was he was trying to say. If you go back and listen to them throwback Future mixtapes. He switched to the melodic stuff, number one, because it's catchier. It's, it's going to play more on the radio. People going to recite it more. That's just a scientific fact. that, that That's going to get you places that bars will not. Um, so I think for him, this works in his favor because everybody can't do that. There's a thousand niggas in Brooklyn right now, nigga, standing outside of Barclay. They got bars, nigga, but like they can't, they can't do a melody to save their life. So good for him. The melody is what brings the check in. It keeps the registers ringing. I believe it. He probably never was really in love with the rapidy rap shit to begin with. He was just doing that because he was hanging around his dungeon family people and he saw them with, they was doing that shit. So he found this lane. Thank goodness. It's better for all of us because the music has been solid ever since he switched over. Mm-hmm. So good for him. And I do believe that it's easier for him. What about you? Were you, were you kind of shocked that he said that? I was kind of shocked that he said this. Um, I've been in studios before. You used to run one. It seemed like it would be a lot harder to come up with the melodic stuff and catching a melody because that's just not normal in art. It wasn't normal in the yeah, hip hop right. genres. Come a lot more frequent now. Um, but yeah, I was definitely surprised that he said this. And it's a turn, just a flip of the coin from what we would know. It seems to me that it takes rap because it's more complex yeah. And you putting bars and stuff together, like you were saying, Brooklyn niggas, just from what we know of rap, it seems like it's a lot more complex than the melodic melodic stuff that he puts out. I do have a question for you based off that. Do you think that that's kind of watered down music because a lot of artists think the same way that he does? Or it's do blurred the it's lines for exclusive? sure. You think it's exclusive to Future? 
Nah, it, it, it's blur. It's blurred the lines. I was listening to a, I was listening to a Roddy Rich project, mm-hmm. and all I could think about was, this nigga sounds like a baby Future on here, bro. <laughs> like he clearly was influenced by Future Hendrix, right. Hendrix, and and I could say that for twenty other people, and so like if you mean watered it down like that, but well, I wouldn't just... consider that watered down though. Me personally, it just really? it just evolved. The sound evolved. Cause it can, it works for several people. Others maybe not so much. But we don't get the box yes. if we don't get. <laughs> no, nah, you're right. You, we Pluto. don't. I just when I say watered down, I guess there used to be when you would go listen. Like you said, you just listen to Roddy Rich. <clears throat> when you have done that in the past, you say, "Man, did you hear this?" Or when he said this, kind of referencing bars more so. Got you. Me and you were just talking about on here to a week ago. Like, I don't know the last rap song nigga that I've learned. Is it right. because people just lean more towards the melodies and that's what's popular now? And there are no bars, I think. If the last shit that I can remember that I can recite is probably some Drake shit because he makes it a little bit easier because he's clear and yeah, slick melodic and yes. at the mm. same time, but his bars are clear and so it's a little bit easier. Future stuff isn't always the, the the cleanest in terms of like clarity, so sometimes you gotta listen extra hard, and I don't really feel like doing and that. Niggas to be knowing his shit, listen to his shit like on repeat. Yeah, so yeah. like you gotta listen. <laughs> Who doing shit that? On repeat. Facts. Hmm. Uh, before we get to our Thanksgiving dinner, who's coming to dinner? Our annual who's coming to dinner episode, Meek Mill. Your man's dropped his Flamers 5 mixtape, his project. As we all know, he's gone independent. If you're looking for it on Apple Music, Tidal, or Spotify, you can cancel Christmas. It is on none of those. It is, however, on that piff. He toggled with the idea of dropping it on a cash app type service, but decided on that piff, which is a mixtape. Uh, platform which still exists which is insane um my question did he make the right move were you at least intrigued by the cash app type uh release i would have been intrigued to see how receptive people were of it Mm. um i ain't really been i haven't liked meek's last couple of projects and i'm not a real big meek mill fan anyway but just the last couple i don't feel like have warranted me to go check for him ASAP. So I just, I haven't listened to it. That's all I say that to say. I know he can still rap his ass off. He still makes quality music. And I appreciate him doubling down on his independence and finding a way to do it like he said he would. He was talking about having maybe a stream player like Kanye did that or something of that nature. And I like one of the things when he said, like, I just got to record it and getting it to the people. Like, I've been proving that I could do that since 2009. Like, just hitting the button, similar to Cash App, like you said, you send me my money, you'll get a file or what, however they get in the music. Yep. I like that. I like that as a creator, like having that option if you don't want to go mainstream and still being able to see success. So I do hope that he's able to put a blueprint together that other artists can take and us being able to say, hey, well, I don't want to stream it. I want to get the direct file. I want to shoot him the little $10. Yep. I want to do the Nipsey and shoot him $100 because I support this dude like this. And that's his vision and his dream. And I want to see him do it. So I'm I'm 100% supportive of it. I don't know if Meek rubs people the right way enough for people to get behind it, though. It ain't like a Nipsey situation where, like, I want it to be like, I want the $100 CD because I, I listen to interviews and I'm fucking with you. 
I don't know, and it's just maybe a personal bias. I'm not sure if Meek has that same type of buy-in from people. Do you think so? Uh, right now, no. But a free mixtape that's banging will get people back in good graces. Yeah. He's also doing an anniversary show for his debut album coming up this week in a one-night-only 10-year anniversary for Dreams and Nightmares show in Philly. Oh, you man. you body that? Yeah. This, this mixtape got some bangers. You got a fire video. You have some goodwill, man. Hand out some turkeys or some shit. <laughs> then you'll start to reel some people back in. But you got to buy people, get people's faith back because the last project wasn't good. Um, the expensive pain, it didn't work. Um, and that's all it takes in hip hop is for you to have one bad album and niggas forget everything else that you did leading up to that point. This is a what have you done for me lately, society. Because there's so much shit coming out, bro. Nobody's going to remember the shit that you did before up until that point. It's just too much shit going on coming out. So I like this approach that he's taking. He's been on Twitter being very vocal about this independent run that he's embarking on. He talks about the moment that he was like, now nah, I'm out with the labels. He said that the, he found out that the Drake, the song he did with Drake going bad made the label 24 million. They told him that it made 24 million. When he asked how much of that went to him, they hit him with the, uh, we'll get back to you. Um, and they never got back to him. So that's when he, he said his trust was broken after that. So he's been on this independent thing. I'm going to do it myself. And if he can find a way, whether that's a STEM player like Kanye or whether you said like that's an app or some way that where he can get $9.99 directly from the people who are fucking with him, then he doesn't need to go platinum. He doesn't need to sell a bunch of records because he's going direct to consumer. They, they do this all the time in other industries, bro. Louis C.K., he produces and films his own stand-up, bro, and he puts it on his platform for $5 for you to download. You know what I'm saying? And he do numbers. Yeah. They, so, Joe that, Rogan, next special, going to go straight to YouTube. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. So there's definitely a blueprint for it in other industries. He just needs to figure out a way to. I think it's harder it, but, to do with music though, because like there's a whole thing about downloading the file. Like if he were to put the cash app thing on his Twitter or IG, and I heard someone else say this is not my original thought. Like you get the shadow ban because you don't get to see your followers don't get to see all this shit. So they still in control of people seeing a link, right? True. That's true. So you would still have to establish a website or email list, something of that nature, it's still to be fully independent. But you're right. I, I love to see how it goes. Um, and I, hopefully it's very successful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's very similar to um, this one. Lil Uzi had fell out with DJ Drama for a minute. He found out what the EXO tour life made. Oh, and that's what he... I was about to ask. So I don't think, I think that's a loaded question, though. When When someone, when the label tells you, hey, you would said you we made 24 million off this song. He's like, Well, how much of that went to me? Genuine, do you think he genuinely did not know the answer to that? Or do you think that he was like waiting to see what they told him to see if they Oh, I think he lie? doesn't know the answer. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't think he knows the answer. Like we forensically getting that worked out before I even ask. I need to know what you supposed to be telling me. I don't want to go with what you gonna tell me. I would I need I got my number already. I just want to know That's what true. you telling me, I suppose to make. That's what would have made me mad. Fuck not even getting back to me. I got the number. I know what I'm supposed to have. It's my money, niggas. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how it breaks down. I don't know if he has a business manager. I don't know no, but how I'm saying checks look. There's a way that you can figure it out if you want to. Like the yeah, forensic you tax. Do like you get you, yeah, you can audit it. You can pay your own money to audit the contract and know what you're getting paid off of and know roughly what you maybe exactly what you're supposed to have. I just think that's a loaded question a loaded 
scenario me presenting. Like, you know, nigga, nothing. If you didn't know the answer, they damn sure wasn't going to give it to you. I know you wasn't going. I, I just don't like how he phrased it. So I say. Uzi found out EXO Tour Life made $4.5 and he got 900000 of it, allegedly. I wonder what he thought he was supposed to get. How did that do 4.5 and this Drake song got 24 million for I don't understand that. Got Drake on it. That's first uh, that's true. <laughs> for starters. Let's start right there. Yeah, that's true. No, they probably did licensing deals for that shit. I don't heard probably that so. shit everywhere. You know what I mean? But so and that's another interesting conversation right there. Cause if I'm drama and the tour did 4.5 million, like how much nine hundred thousand is a lot of money off four point five million, bro, for artists. About 20%. Like we ain't we ain't splitting this down 50 50, my nigga. It don't work that way. Or do you think that's low? Um yeah, because it's got to go through a couple of different hands. So nine hundred thousand that's actually pretty four million is a big percentage. It ain't a big percentage, but it's it's for an it's artist. A, it's decent. Yeah, yeah, it ain't like oh, you robbing me money. It ain't like we beefing money. That's it's true. like, oh, you had to pay for that too. Oh, you had to pay for that. Okay, that had to be paid for. Oh, okay, that had to be paid for. That's true. Like that, that ain't a, a small take from four million, in my opinion. I agree. And and then Meek also said he has made eleven million from music payments in ten years. He did know that. See, I don't he know, know, he know that. He did know that info. I don't know if I'm supposed to feel sorry for that because I don't know if that's standard or not. Like I, how one much song did twenty four million. That that might be on Meek Mill though. That's what I'm seeing. Like this, the the water be so muddy in this man, because he telling me this and he putting this out there. Like we supposed to feel sorry for him, but I don't know that that ain't good. It's niggas that been rapping ten years and ain't made a million dollars. I don't <laughs> believe like, that. I don't know. Huh? Who the fuck been rapping for ten years and ain't made a million yet? <laughs> the fuck? I'm sure there's a nigga out there that maybe possibly has done that. But what I'm saying is. I can't get behind Meek Mill giving me these numbers and I don't know, like, there's more details to it than that, bro. Like, your contract probably says you were supposed to make that much. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you, my nigga. Like, you're not Drake, dude. Like, what you want me to tell you? Like, I if think he, he came in my office telling me that and I work for them, he would probably be mad at me because that's what I, I'd be like, bro, you're not Drake. You ain't one of these niggas that's putting, like, what do you want? Like, just because you sit courtside with billionaires don't mean that I'm supposed to pay you like it, bro. You need to take it up with some more niggas. Like, this is what you make off of rap, my nigga. If you want to go do something else, go do it. You're not Jay-Z. You're not Drake. You ain't even Lil Wayne, dude. Like, he'd be hiding me. Like, bro. Especially think... off that expensive pain. God, come on, now, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you made 11 million in 10 years. That That's about right, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but if 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 one song made twenty four million, then even though that's got to be his biggest record, if that's the case, yeah, and and understand the I do I'm being facetious in that rant, but I understand they are around it, and once you're in industries like you said, you start to see how the nuts and bolts of things work. So I do get it. I'm acting like I don't, but I do get when you see all the money that's being generated off your back. You start to be like, well, goddamn, yeah, yeah, for sure. It. But you ain't doing as much work as you think you is. So I think yeah, that's possible. Work. I yeah. think he's just giving insight on why he's making the moves that he that he making. I guess, and I respect uh, it. I do yeah. respect the move. Don't think that I don't. I respect um, the, shit out of the move for independence. 
right, man, we got the guess who's coming to dinner, man. Every year, if you're a fan of the On Deck TV show, uh, since we've been doing this, when did we start this? In 2000 and what? This episode or the this, show? Or this the... show. We started the show in 2013, 2012. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing this particular podcast for a while, but these particular episodes we stumbled into as we were thinking about, man, who we invite over for our Thanksgiving din- dinner. So we made this an annual episode that we drop on Thanksgiving week. We have uh, three guests. For sure. There are points and times that we had it specified for categories and things, but we're a little bit more loose with it now. You, like, you yeah. didn't do no categories, did you? Not really, now. Nah. Okay. All right. Just, so, I mean, obviously in hip-hop culture. I right, the hip-hop culture. It ain't just three random people that yeah. are alive or dead. Like, no, nah, it's three yeah. people in hip-hop. Though we did pick Dez, I think, one year. However, with that being said, A.B., I will toss this to you first. Guess who is coming to dinner episode? Your first invite goes out to. Man, it goes out to, I got to have an OG at the table. I got to go with Snoop, D-O-double-G. Um... Number one, I'm I'm he's in a very interesting space. I think he's approaching a space that we haven't seen before in hip hop, and that's well, we've seen the mogul before. Well, we've seen artists to mogul like Jay, but to see someone buy the label that they were once signed to, and that was once an iconic label, home to big ass household names like Pac and Dre and himself. What his plans are for that, he's already pulled all the music off of streaming sites, so he's cooking something up. I would love to get insight on exactly what that is because it, it looks like he's starting to play chess. It's a chess move anyway to buy the label first and foremost because that's a full circle moment, which is insane. He probably never would have thought this day would have come. So right. to get his perspective on, perspective on that and what he plans to do, I would love to know what they got cooking. I, I get the emails because they got the merch that's cracking something serious that I see that he's ta- he's putting more effort into that. I just want to know what the music is. And then he's got the biopic coming too. So that's on the way. That's in production with big boy producers, directors. There's a bag behind it. This is not some shit he's doing out of his own pocket. I want to know what he wants to see out of that who he wants to play him. If he could model that after a movie, what would it be? I would love to get his insight on that. So just on, in addition to him just being Snoop Dogg, period, I would want to dig more into those specific things I just named. I think it'd make for a great conversation over some good-ass turkey. Facts on facts. I definitely would have Snoop. You got to smoke, though. He definitely going to have you running the blunts. (laughs) You're going to have to go and get ready to smoke with Snoop. It just wouldn't even be right if you didn't, so. 100%. I'm going to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum from experience, from age, from time in the game. And just the most, one of the most interesting people that I thought hit the scene this year. And this is because of the authenticity that I see from them. Uh, even with the quotes and the songs and how she bust on the scene, mine would go to Glorilla. Um, I definitely just both being from Tennessee Though they are from Memphis, we from Nashville, two totally different worlds. I want to be clear, very clear about that. However, I do appreciate the pride that she's brought, like with her city and the representation and just herself in general, like just the BBL stuff, how she responds to that. Like, I'm me, I'm going to be me. Even this funny stuff that we'll talk about later with her not realizing (laughs) that ham was pork, just 
being unapologetic about being herself. Her friends are there with her. Like they got a brand new song out. They getting signed as well. Not having a lot of drama or being in a lot of drama that we've seen amongst the ladies in hip hop as of late. So I would love to know what her plans are, what she plans to pivot from here to do and like where she wants to take her career what she's doing, working with Yo Gotti, being a female MC, continuing the Memphis tradition of Lil Chad and Gangsta Boo. She don't sexualize herself too much. I love to talk about that. Not saying that it's an issue with any other ladies. I don't want to be mistaken there or anything of that nature, but just her approach to rap in general, I would be very interested in hearing. I think she's done a great job at her presentation of Gloria, Miss Gloria, whatever her last name is. So I, I, it's funny. I seen somebody on Twitter say she was the first unisex female rapper, <laughs> meaning that's she's the first rapper that dudes can bang in their car and then not look weird. Now, nah, Mia X. Clearly, it was Mia. Yeah, Mia I said X. that's a young nigga that obviously yeah. that put that tweet out. Mia X is the first. Facts. Let's Mia be X. clear. Even if though, from, if you're from New York, you would probably say like, um, "What's the King? chick name? The guy locked up, the beat up." Oh, Remy. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but 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 to be fair though, Glorilla two biggest records are hers. They yes. don't have dudes attached. No. Mia X, if niggas was pulling up banging at Mia X, it was that you don't wanna go to war with it. Right. It, yeah. it was it was something with C murder, P on there. That is a fact. That's true. So I, she, there's a there's a real low-hanging fruit joke here about Glorilla voice that I ain't even gonna like just just go. I'm just gonna ask you who your next invite is, but there is real low hanging fruit there that I'll just leave out there for people. Uh, yeah, next niggas up, can I'm definitely a- ride listening to Gorilla. I'm just being fun. I fucks funny. with it though. I like her whole energy and style. I do too. I'm next. a fan. Um, my next one is an artist who dropped a fire ass project this year. One of my favorites, probably gonna be in my top two. It's also nominated for a Grammy, but they have yet to come out and speak on any platform about it. That's Kendrick Lamar, dude. Mm. Um, we waited what seemed like 40 years for a new project that was supposed to come out allegedly during the pandemic, got pushed back, got delayed. We have been waiting, waiting, and waiting beyond my belief it met expectations <laughs> and possibly then some with the direction he took with it he has yet to speak about this on any platform dude like i feel like if there was ever an album that a nigga need to talk about it would be this one dude that mr morale and the big steppers i would want to know the process in making it did he have something completely different before or has this been the thought process or has this been the like kind of what he wanted to do this entire time since damn I would love to know that if he had other shit, what was that sounding like? What did that look like? Was it good kid, Mad city Two? Was it leaning more toward that? Was it leaning more toward to Pippa butterfly? Like where were you, what were your other options? Um, and then also just kind of the inspiration behind some of the topics that he touched on. I think we might've said this when we reviewed it, it gave us kind of 444 vibes in the terms of a nigga really speaking some grown man shit on there with the therapy and all of this extra shit and the family members and the, uh, maybe some issues with sobriety, all kind of stuff like that. I would love to get the inspiration from that. And plus, again, he never really talks. So get him to open it up at the table, man. I, I think that'd be dope. Uh, I would be very, very interested in that, having making him a guest at my Thanksgiving table. That would be fire. Would definitely love some insight on that, Mr. Morale and the, and the Big Steppers. And like in future plans, post-TV, exactly. 
Like, what's when next? are we going to hear from him? Oh, because he got the label. Yeah. Left absolutely. TDE. Mm-hmm. That's true. I would definitely be enough for that. Um, for me, since you did a big artist, I'll go my other big artist. Well, excuse me, my big artist person. Real low-hanging fruit here. But you probably wouldn't suspect it being the person that I picked. And for me, <clears throat> it's Drake. I love to get some insight on the dance record, what he's thinking. Like, I, I got an idea what he was thinking, but to hear it from the horse's mouth and just how he positioned himself for those type of plays. Like, that man probably has the most leverage that we've ever seen in the music business. I heard Joe Budden say something interesting on his podcast that I hadn't really given a lot of thought to. And he's like, bro, Drake may be signed to every label. Like every label may have made an exception to him and be like, look, bro, as long as we can get a piece of the pie, you can work with whoever you want to. We don't care. It's that much money there in that dude and his whole setup and what he got going on. So I love just to know how he positions himself just to have so much leverage in a game where we usually don't see that, bro. Like we talking yeah. about Meek Mill, who is a B-list artist, C at the worst. But he's an artist who shouldn't be complaining about money, yet we still see that he has been taken advantage of, as most major artists are. And I'm not saying Drake isn't. I'm just talking about the position that he's pushed himself to to now where I got all the leverage. I couldn't imagine Drake coming out and being like, man, yo, my last deal, I lost. Like, bro, the only way I'm losing, (laughs) my nigga, is if y'all do something wrong. So I would love just to pick his brain not even on the music. I don't even care about that. I know that's pretty easy for him. But talking to someone that's number one in the industry, one, and two, just the leverage and how he positions himself to use it way better than we've seen in any other artist, probably other than Jay-Z, use their leverage in the music industry. Yeah, Allegedly, his deal earlier this year was for about 400 With who? Universal. I don't believe that. Because that ain't on the bottom of that Drake in um 21. Is it ain't it ain't say distributed through UMG? I don't think. I don't know. That's crazy then. But uh, that May of 2022, mm-hmm. Drake's new deal with Universal Music Group is called LeBron Sized, estimated Shut around up. 400 million, and that includes publishing. Jesus Christ! Multifaceted deal. So yeah, I, I don't know what's up with the. Who knows? Who knows when this kicks in? This is why I'd love to have him there. <laughs> now for sure. Cause I know, cause you know what's 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 good about that is, if you were to really sit him down with no cameras and no you know no bullshit, he was like, hey, what's up with that? Honestly, never mind record, bro. Like, what was the what was the thought? What was the move behind that? Cause trust me, there's a move behind that, and he'll probably break some shit down to you. You'll be like, nigga, what? Like he fuck around got a tour in Saudi Arabia coming up, nigga. Where he getting three million a show, bro? Like just yeah, off of that one project, just the World Cup playlist, nigga. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something. There, there's a there's an extremely large duffel bag of money behind that project. I guarantee it. Somewhere far from where we are right now. That is, that's probably all they bumping over at the World Cup too. That Beyonce and this Drake. True, I wouldn't that's be surprised, bro. Nuts. Uh, Who you got last? My last guest at the table. Man, I, I'm about to cheat just a little bit. You know, the dead person? No, nah, that's a group. Oh, man. I got to have Amigos, bro. I got to have Quavo on Offset. <laughs> man. I got to have. I got to have. inconsiderate during this time, bro. You I couldn't. No, nah, listen, because they need to be around people right now. The mm. last thing you want to do is be isolated. That's true. And I feel like being around people that don't need anything from them that just want to hear where they are right now in their mindset, 
what they need help with, all the, any type of shit like that, I think will be a, a good, healthy environment for them to be at, especially considering the fact that they weren't seeing eye to eye on the business tip. Now, the, and, and these niggas is family. Uh, if, if not literally, then damn near. So I would love to hear, and it's unfortunate that a tragedy would bring them back together. But it, I, I would love to get their thoughts around that and to wrap their head around the situation. I can only imagine what Quavo is going through. I can only imagine what either one of them niggas is going through, honestly, but specifically Quavo. But I would want both of them there. When they pop out for the first time together, that's going to be a very good look, hopefully in better spirits, all things considered. That's going to be a good look. They first picture together is going to be a good look for the culture, bro. Like, because nobody wants to see them break up. Like, who the fuck wants to see the Migos break up, number one? They were so tight when they came up, bro. Like, even at the Joe Budden thing on the fucking red carpet, they all stood up at the, in unison, bro. Like, these niggas came out with matching fits on. They always seem to be on one accord. And so I think them splitting up has gone under the radar. They've done a good job of not throwing mud at each other. They've done a good job of that, so it's gone under the radar a little bit, but it's not. nobody really wants to see that. I feel like them coming together and being a collective would be a feel-good story at the end of something tragic, and uh, I, I would definitely have them at my table to, to talk about shit like that. That is a good pick, man. I wish that we still had good rappers because somebody using that first Amigos breakup bar would be fucking fire on a song. For sure. We'll never get that because nobody raps like that anymore. Hell no. uh, my last one, man, I'm going to go <clears throat> outside of the rap booth. I'm going to go with just someone in the industry. I got to show the podcasters some love and my last guest to get some positivity in the room, to get some some motivational speak. I got to go with my guy Wallow, man. Mm. And I, I, that, I just... When I did a lot of my picks, when I, I picked Lil Gorilla and Drake, it ain't even necessarily about what they're doing as far as productivity, but it's just more so about their approaches and just the way that they take advantage of who they are. And this dude, like Wallow, coming out, he hit the ground running with the podcast with his uh, with Gilly, and I respect how Gilly held him down when he was in jail or whatever it may be. But I do think that he's grown into his own with just like the motivation to speak and not backing away from it. It's very easy to be in these situations and be yes men or you're doing interviews and just agreeing to shit that niggas say and they sounding dumb and you just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you happen to be in their presence. I ain't seen that yet with Wallow. I like how he and he don't be. It ain't too much when you do it either when you challenge somebody. There's, a, there's an artful way to challenge somebody and let them know that they on some bullshit. For sure. I appreciate how he does that without making it demeaning, without making a motherfucker like contest him back, just putting him, like giving you some game. I think I've been locked up for however many years he's been locked up. So just his approach to how he talks to hip hop and the message and the positivity that he tries to spread. That works for me 100%. I'd love to have that at my table. So Wallow would be my last guest of the three. So it'll be Wallow, Glorilla, and Drake. Being no, I, I, I like that. And I actually listened to his um, Big Facts podcast earlier mm. today. So it's funny mm. you mentioned that. What you that. think? Um, and yeah, nah, he's dope. He be in his bag, man. He uh, And it ain't nah, too cooking. much. Like, it don't seem forced either nah. to me. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's a lot of niggas that do that. It's a very thin line to walk to do that where you listen to that nigga and you don't start rolling your eyes like, oh, oh my God. 
Yeah. Yeah. This nigga go with this positivity shit. I don't even really feel like hearing that shit today. But he really puts it in a way that you like can digest it. And I fuck with that. And and by all accounts, and they said this on Big Facts, he's like that outside. He's not just putting on it, for, it the ain't for the camera. Facts. Like he'll call you and be like, yo, did you do what we talked about? Like he'll follow up. All three of them co-signed it. All three guests at the same time said, nah, Wallow will call you and be like, nigga, did you do that yet? And he'll call you the yeah. next day. Hey, did you do that? Like it, that that's, in my opinion, the true measure of character is what people do when nobody's looking and Facts. stuff like that is what is important. And so I, now nah, that's definitely, that's definitely a good one right there. 100%. He, he represents the accountability that should be held in hip hop. Like that for we sure. should have for each other. Uh, like you saying, even that that was a perfect example of the follow up because that's one of the main things that made me pick him the accountability factor. Like one of the things that I would pick out and made me pick him was like that Dirk interview, I believe it was, mm -hmm. where all his homeboys is in there. Yeah. That, yeah. Was that was that Dirk? And it was a thug one too. It was a thug version of that. Yeah, I remember yeah. the young thug one, but Dirk had one too, right? Yeah, when, when he talked about him uh, holding his on. brother in his arms. Yeah, dying yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like that, that really stuck out to me. And that's the level of accountability I feel like that we all should start taking as we grow in hip hop. So, yeah, one hundred percent. I can respect that, man. Y'all let us know who y'all got for y'all three guests at the Thanksgiving table, man. Hip hop, it ain't gotta be rappers. They can be producers, execs, CEOs, whatever the fuck you want to do. Facts. What we got, man? All right, man. Lastly, before we get out of here, we're gonna do us wins or losses. You on deck TV show style. First winner or loss goes to NBA Youngboy AB. He admitted that he has run out of rhymes out of re after releasing 101 tracks this year. Hey man, win or loss? Hey man, that's a W, man. The fact that he can even be self aware to be like, hey man, I gotta take a pause for the calls, dude. I didn't get because it this came from somebody asking him on. Social media, bro, drop a song. He like, nigga. I ain't got no more songs, nigga. What bro, you want from me? <laughs> I didn't give you 101, but you want 102? Like, come on, bro. I'm Dropping working my ass off, bro. 101 songs and a nigga being like, man, what's next is fucking crazy to me. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the microwave state we live in, bro. I listen to that new shit, bro. What's the next one? Damn. <laughs> did, you, did you listen to it or did you just hear it? So, Which one yeah, was I, it? I ain't mad at that. That's a W. Yeah, that's a W. Uh, he puts in work. I appreciate NBA young boy and what he does for the the culture that he represents. He puts in work. You ain't never gonna see him sitting around being lazy about what he does. I Think how hard that, that is, dude. Hundred and that's that's nuts. That's a lot of bars, bro. But it, it, it go to what bars is being very. No, I mean I don't mean bars in terms of. <laughs> it's like just quality. a lot of music. It's a lot of yeah. content to put out. It's a lot of words. It ain't necessarily got to be thought provoking, but it's just a lot to be in there doing it 101 right. different times. I agree with you there. Man. It ain't necessarily got to be Pac or Big, but it's still 101 songs. So, yeah, I agree. Next win or a loss, man. This makes me sad. This makes me really, really sad. My man Clifford Harris records a diss record to internet troll Charleston White. Hey, B, is that a win or a loss? Yeah, it's an L because he wasn't even ripping it. I'm gonna come clean. Oh, man. He wasn't even ripping it. And he maybe wasn't. he wasn't ripping it because I just don't want to hear it. So maybe it's really me and not him. But it's I it's and he made a he got a video for it, but I just I bro, I don't want to hear crazy. that shit, bro. It's nuts, like, man. I, I just want Charleston White to go away and I want people to I would love that. Bro, that's I would love like Charleston White to go away. I would love for TI to understand that we look at him as probably arguably one of the top 10 rappers of all time. Like that case yeah. can be made. For sure. And you are responding to a 
literal to quote my nigga Nick. Nicky do say a fart in the wind. Yep. Charleston White will not be relevant in the next two years, and it it's sad to me that Ti feel like that he had to take time out of his day of being a legend in this game and address this. Like it's fucking nuts to me. Yeah. I was so mad when they dropped this link in the group chat, man. That I was even taking time out of his day to do that. Like it, I ain't even mad that he's addressing him because I know what he would say. Like if people don't, they know they listen to this show. Ti is probably my favorite rapper ever, for sure. And I understand that he would say what they was. He was disrespecting my family, and that's how he expresses himself artistically. I get that, and I probably understand that much of it. But look, here's a perfect chance for you to work your comedy sketch out, my nigga. I would have paid some niggas to give me some heat. Got Lil Duval in the room. I'm cool with David Chappelle. I'm cool with all of these comedians, nigga. I'm writing a check. My next show, I'm airing him out. Because it's 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 more like you can just feel it more from that way. Yeah. I don't need you rapping about this, man. Like, he ain't even on that level for you to speak about in a rhyme. But if you had to win and done the comedy sketch, I would, I would have paid $2, 3 to see that. I would have yeah. paid to see the Charleston White rent. Did Dave Chappelle and Lil Duval help him write, man? He would have told his ass <laughs> up. Like, that would have been classic, nigga. You mm. thinking about, like, blazing the path in your comedy shit? That would have been it, dude. Because that's what dude is, a joke. So he just take it right here down this line. I'm going to do this comedy sketch on you. Ain't no way I would get in the booth and address that nigga. Damn, that hurt my feelings, man. Yeah, now that was some Facts. Next win or loss, we got the Metaverse. Putting on a virtual Biggie Smalls concert December 16th. AB, is that a win or a loss? And are you tapping in? This is a W. I will not be tapping in though, but <laughs> I saw clips and that looks crazy. Is it gonna be like a real biggie or a cartoon biggie? No, like a like a virtual biggie. Like a like how the movie. like how the um the hologram shit kind of look, but it's just more realistic. That's crazy. And if you put the goggles on, yeah. This is how niggas gonna be going to concerts in in the future. I was so gonna say that's gonna be the way to do concerts. What would the way Ticketmaster going? That's what, exactly. <laughs> so, so get used to that. But it look it looked dope. But I don't have the headset, and I, I'm not interested in doing that. But it does look dope. I'm gonna say it's, it's free it drops, if you got the headset. Huh? It's free if you got the headset too. He's gonna go in the little room. I might go buy. I buy the headset for that. That's hard, bro. Would you get the headset? You ain't Today, got to no. Yet. But well, I mean, you ain't getting nothing but older. You ain't gonna get it later, nigga. It's gonna be another PlayStation for you. So you wouldn't buy one. I'm not interested in it right now. Really? Something may come out. Where uh, I'm so like, it oh, have to be I a game for you to get. You ain't just into the whole virtual thing. You nah. got to be like a specific game. I'm cool on it. I'm fucked that. I'm gonna get one of them ones. Like it's all type of shit. Like yeah, I'm gonna get one of them. The console looked dope though. I ain't yeah, gonna lie. That shit look. He, know, he like, looked. They, they got him looking real. I know. You ain't seen the NBA shit, have you? Uh. Uh-uh. uh Oh uh, yeah, you definitely can sit front court side. You know they got the court side seats. Oh shit. yeah, you can go to the that's game. that's hard. Yeah. I seen that. I did see yeah. that. I buy one for that. One hundred percent. To go to the 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 Super Bowl from your crib, <laughs> nigga. Come on, <laughs> and I'm pay. I pay for the Super Bowl tickets to watch it from the crib. To be honest with you, all right. Last win or a loss. It's a Thanksgiving one. I mentioned this a little earlier. Shout out to my girl, Big Glow, man. Win or a loss. She did not know. She thought that she had not been eating pork for the last five months, but she fucks with ham, and she did not know that ham was pork. Is that a win or a loss? That's an L for her not knowing, but that's a W for her being able to laugh for herself, though. Thanks, man. That's why I fuck with her like that. I feel like that she 
is going to usher in the new generation of women rappers that can kind of like laugh at themselves and not take themselves so seriously. That shit is funny. The fact that right. she, I, it was funny like how we laughing. Yes. But come on now. This is a Memphis shit though. 100% Memphis shit. I can Shout see that. Me. That's a Memphis shit. I can see that. I wonder if that's gonna stay, she gonna stop eating it. She said she was. So now that she know. I'm that's not. Funny. I'm fucking nah, it up on Thursday. Running it. Run it. With the pineapples and everything around my, my shit. Nigga. Come on with it. <laughs> Who you got for on deck of the week, A.B.? Uh, man, you already know what time it is. We're going to hop in these YouTube screets. Um, shout out to Hendrix Loco. He said, out of the three King's diseases, this is the best one so far, referring to King's disease three, our last episode. And he also said, Spike being Lakeith Stanfield is fucking hilarious. Yes, it is. And it is actual and factual. <laughs> that's funny. I, some people, that's crazy how that varies because some people say they can see it. And it's not, I was saying that to somebody else, and they're like, nah, bro. Like I would, nigga, try to act like I was bragging on it or something though. Like, <laughs> relax. First of all, I don't. I know I don't look like the nigga, but don't try to act like I was bringing it up as a compliment, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely. What you look like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what you got for the put on a B before we get out of here? Um, HBO Max, uh, mm. new comedy special, man. Uh, we got to get our laugh on out here, man. Lil Rail Howry. Um, it's called I Said It, Y'all Thinking It. I laughed several times during this stand-up. Needed that. What was the funniest part to you? Man, I like the one he was talking about the young niggas that be trying to I knew that daughter was, I be knew. talking to. As I was looking at it, I said, this is what Chris was talking about when he oh, said it was funny. I cried, bro. Like, I ran that back like four times, dude. dude. That nigga did a perfect impressionation of young niggas, dude. Oh, That's my funny. God. When you talking about his daughter was at the pool, right? Yes. <laughs> man, it's hot out here, man. Shout out, you know what I'm saying? What fuck, shout out? Nigga say little dance. That nigga say he'll do a little dance. Nigga, the girls be going crazy. Like, this nigga? Oh, shit. He remind me of little Quinn, man. That's funny as hell, dude. That's funny. He do. He um, just remind me. My put on for the week. It's, it's several. It's several funny parts in there. I like the verses shit. I like the uh. It's the, the, the verses shit was funny. The Al Sharpton shit was funny. That was all of that was funny. The uh, lean on me shit was funny. That was the funniest part to me. I was oh that God. was what I was crying on the uh, the lean on me part when he said they was overacting this. Shit. Man, that shit was funny, dude. He that's a funny ass stand up, man. Like for real. I fuck with Lil Real. His other one was good. If you ain't never watched his other one, it's better than that. I did. Okay, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that. yeah, nah. He he been consistent. Facts. I fucks with Lil Real, man. My put on is a TV show on Amazon Prime. We were talking about the virtual reality. It's peripheral. You probably seen them previewing it in one of their bigger shows. I finally got around to watching that first episode and it was fucking fire. I am so glad that it's done and I can run them straight through. So the peripheral on Amazon is really good. Reminds me of the first season of Westworld. Some uh, shit like that. Means that means some slaughter. Now, the first season of Westworld was good. Anything Trash. after that, I will not co-sign for. But that first season was great. And this Trash. reminds me of that. So this is, you would like it, actually. You remember Ready Player One? Did you watch I it? I do. I've never seen it, but I remember the movie, though. The movie is really good, first of all. You can just see that. And secondly, this is just like it, but it's a more um, thriller version, not a kitty version. So it's it's pretty good. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Again, Absolutely. guys, y'all let us know who are y'all three Thanksgiving guests. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash on deck TV. Oh, check us out on the um 
Um, shout out to Frames Per Second, man. Nikki yes, Duce, we were both on there talking Black, Black Panther. Panther. Uh, two hours worth. Of, we had to discuss scene by scene, but I had a great time, man. Shout out to Nikki Duce and Frames Per Second. Yeah, I figured you'd like that, man. The Black Panther breakdown was fun. I was the novice there for sure. Y'all was in y'all Marvel bag, but I did appreciate it uh, being there. So, so check out their frames per second. And man, happy holidays to the people. Uh, this Absolutely. will be dropping on Wednesday. Thursday is Thanksgiving. We appreciate and are thankful for you guys continuing to support this podcast throughout the years. And uh, Friday will be my birthday. So I will be looking for all the love on social media. Holla at your boy. Big birthday. I'm not doing too much of nothing for it, though. But I appreciate the birthday love. Happy 50th, man. (laughs) Facts. And we out.